No, you had the Halloween slate on your screens, not me. I didn't do that. Yes, I still had the Halloween slate there. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Shall I just start this all again? Nah, nah, we do it one time only. Uh, Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Monday the 14th of November. My God, this year has gone extremely fast. Um, We are getting so close to Christmas now, you can nearly taste it. You can nearly taste the... not spiced pumpkin because that would have been for Halloween, but all of the other Christmassy stuff like Christmas market things that seem to be mince pies. There we go. We'll land on something. You can nearly taste all of the mince pies and the hot chocolates and everything else that happens at Christmas that once again is escaping my mind. Um, but yeah, it's not going well this so far. As you can see, I don't know if actually if you can see it. Okay, a little candle burning in my room. I'll just move this over for a little bit of ambiance. There's your ambiance. There is your ambiance. I mean, the, the, the thing is in the way, the ICU logo, but it is what it is. You've got ambiance. You've got me this afternoon. Graham is super busy. You may see him in the chat there. I don't even know if he's ended up getting, got audio on there. He might just be able to see uh, what it is that he's got on his screen. Might not be able to listen to it, but uh, yeah, we are super, 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 super busy at the moment. So that's why it's just me. It's just going to be a, it's just going to be a dollop. We're going to be like 40 minutes or so. Uh, and then we'll get, then we'll be gone. We'll be getting out of your hair for the remainder of the day. So I do appreciate you all sticking by and coming through as this is the scoop, the UK's number one video game podcast. Even if we do say so ourselves, my name is, we've got to be in your usual. We'll be joined by Graham. He's usually one that steals the show and stays the show. I would be the co-host, but we give you our thoughts and impressions on the, on the breaking stories. We want your thoughts and impressions on top of our thoughts and impressions. And you can share those with us each and every single weekday at 10 a M ish. It's now half past three. Um, so yes, this isn't quite the the latest scoop that we've ever done, but it's dangerously close. I think, was it half past four? I think the latest one that we've ever done. Anyway, you don't need to know that, but all we need to know, or you need to know is where to come through when it comes to listening to all of your favorite podcasts, including this one on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Google play. So thank you very much for doing so today. Um, as again, this, this is just going to be just myself today. So it's about around about 40 minutes or so as we go through all the video game news and stuff, and then we'll be out of your hair for the rest of the I thought you was on holiday this week. No, today is uh, my only day, uh, I say in my office. Um, and then I will be off for the remainder of the week. Samantha actually goes back to work tomorrow. Um, so I will be taking the boy cause he can't get into nursery until next week. So I have him for the remainder of the week um, while she goes back into work tomorrow for the first time. So that's going to be a hella emotional day, <laughs> obviously. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just me today. And then for the remainder of the week, I don't know if it's going to, it is definitely going to be ad hoc because Graham will be, will be in the office. But as I said, he's not here today because again, we're super busy and we didn't want to not give you a show today. Um, so uh, yeah, you probably got me for like half an hour, 40 minutes or so. I, I, I knew there, is, there was a reason why I stopped wearing this watch because it just constantly buzzes all the time. Let me just mute the notifications on this because it's really throwing me off. So anytime someone mentions it, like puts in a WhatsApp group or something like that, bloody thing buzzes. Do not disturb. There we go. Bosh. We are good to go. Um, but you may have already seen what the lead story is today. If you've seen any of our social adverts, it's the fact that the Game Awards 2022 will feature 50 plus games. That's a hell of a lot of games. That's going to be getting shown in, is it usually like a two and a half, three hour show? 50 games? 
it's like a game every three minutes or so. So I'm looking forward to seeing what we're actually going to be getting from that. It's scheduled for the day before my birthday. So if you don't already know, mine's on the 9th of December. You may have seen that Graham's is on the 3rd of December. Just saying, just throwing that out there so you guys can note that down in your calendars as to when our birthdays are this year. We also have some Battlefield news because it's been about two weeks since we've had some of that. Fortnite news, it's been about a month since we've actually had some substantial Fortnite news and we haven't just talked about it. And then obviously some No Man's Sky VR news as well so you can find out what is going to be consistent of those news articles within the next half an hour or so. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to bring up the news articles on your screen right now and we're going to have a quick discussion on them. Let's scroll this back up so you're not halfway through the news. Quick swig of me brew there. You didn't even know, did you? You didn't even know. Anyway, this is the new. Uh, this has been written on Gaming Ball. Now, I was hoping that Graham would be here to be able to read names because I am terrible at reading names. I'm terrible at reading full stop. But Graham reading names is a lot better than I am. Um, but Subhanaka, Subhanaka, Subhanaka. I've nailed it in one. Subhanaka, written by Subhanaka, over at Gaming Ball. Uh, they state that the Game Awards 2022 will feature 50 plus games. And that's coming from Jeff Keighley himself. This year's show will also apparently be shorter than past years, though a number of world premieres will also be roughly similar. We're almost halfway through the November now, with the year closing to wrap up the annual award ceremonies to highlight the best games of 2022 are around the corner. The most popular of those shows, the Game Awards, will also be bringing in new announcements and trailers in the upcoming games, as it does each year. How much of that we can expect in this year's show? Speaking of videogames.si, the Game Awards creator, producer, and host, <laughs> and everything else that goes on there, uh, Jeff Keighley said that over 50 games will be involved this year's show, which is scheduled for December 8th in some capacity. Tease? Tease? Tease always soft. What? I don't know what that is. That, is it missing an eye? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's missing an eye in it. It's always tough when you have 50 plus games involved in some way. Something's going to get out, Keely said. But yeah, we have a pretty good history, knock on wood, with the show, and we usually keep some surprises. Meanwhile, Keely also confirms that the Game Awards will also be shorter runtime than the year's previous shows, addressing that if uh, that, that was a frequent criticism. That said, a number of the world premieres will roughly be the same as it has been in the past. I don't have a number for you, but it's constant with the past years, he said. We've got some existing games that are yet to be announced, and we'll show some brand new content, as well as a lot of new games to reveal as well. A lot of speculation online already about what will or won't be there. I'm sure some rumours are probably not right, but they're also going to be intensified in the coming weeks. As for what announcements we can look forward to, that remains to be seen. A new Crash Bandicoot game, Kojima Productions' next title. We should have a clear idea in the coming weeks, so stay tuned for more updates. I'm just going to move this... Uh, light. Kind of choking me out. It's right next to my face. <laughs> it smells amazing, but it's right next to my face. Um, so yeah, I mean, video game awards right around the corner. We aren't that far away from them now. December eighth. We're less than a month away, which also means that we're less than a month away from after. Um, Fifty games is a lot, and it doesn't exactly give you a runtime. I'm sure the show used to run for three hours. So if it did run for three hours and it said it's going to be shorter, shorter by how much? Half an hour, fifteen minutes? Is that substantial enough? Are we going to look at a two and a half hour? Runtime for this one. I think that's probably a sweet spot because uh, obviously there's probably going to be some adverts and stuff like that in there as well. Obviously, including video game trailers and stuff. So, two and a half hours, 50 games. That's like a game every four minutes or so. Um, 50 to get through because some of the trailers are going to be like two minutes long, especially if they are world exclusives or it might just be 
world exclusive, world exclusive, and then it shows like 10 seconds of a trailer or something like that. But you'd imagine they might have some deeper dive stuff where they're speaking to uh, producers and things. So yeah, I think three or four minutes a game and then the introductions and then all the awards that come along with that. It's going to be a good show. They always are good shows. You can That's something that you can't go against. They are always fantastic shows. They always have the glitz and the glamour. Um, and it's always a solid watch. I'm just interested with the format of this year's show and what it can potentially look like. So yeah, uh, I mean, it's something that I, it's not something that you guys are going to be watching. If you're watching this on any of our underband services, go into the comments below. Let me know if you, uh, if you are going to be watching this or if there's a game that you are excited to see. I imagine with things like Kojima Productions next title, and there's been a lot of Kojima news over the last couple of weeks. So this kind of hints that we are going to be getting something towards the end of the year, whether or not that's the announcement of his um, uh, more in-depth look at his new game or new cast members or something like that. We're not too sure, but well, I think there will definitely be some Kojima stuff in it as they are obviously best friends and they talk to each other all the time. Um, a, new, a new Crash Bandicoot game, that was a bit left field for me. Um, not to say that there, I wasn't expecting one to not happen. It's just a new Crash Bandicoot game in this article. Like, is someone like a super Crash Bandicoot fan or something like that and they're just willing it into existence by keep on saying it? Um, yeah, interesting. I'm, I mean, I've got nothing against Crash Bandicoot. They're a solid, a solid platformer. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested to see what we actually get from this because, as I said, they're always a solid watch and it's interesting to see what we could end up be getting from this. Um, but yeah, we've got two more, uh, sorry, three more news articles. Um, I understand, obviously, this is this is going out really late. So if it, there isn't, if, if, you, if you are watching this on demand or listening to it and I'm not, it feels like I'm not interacting with the chat. We don't have that many at the moment. <laughs> um, obviously, because we didn't really advertise that we were going live this late. Um, so if it does feel like I'm just skimming over stuff, it's because we don't have everyone's thoughts and impressions yet. <laughs> so I, I completely understand if you think that I'm rushing through this one, but, you know, it's a one-man band today, so... My thoughts and impressions are the only ones that are available at this moment time. <laughs> um, but we'll move on to the next news article then. This is something that I do have a lot of opinions on anyway. It'll help if it didn't scroll down so fast, won't it? So this has been written then on VGC, uh, Vitam Ivan, and he states that the Battlefield Mobile open beta has launched in some regions with new gameplay being published as testing enters the latest phase. Electronic Arts has launched a Battlefield Mobile open beta in five Southeast Asian countries. It was released for Android devices this week in the Philippines, Indonesia, Thailand, Malaysia, and also Singapore. Pre-registration for the title is now also available in some regions ahead of the beta's wider rollout. The Battlefield Mobile 3 is available to download and will feature its own battle passes, collectible cosmetics, and unlockables unique to this mobile game, according to an official FAQ. Any items available for purchase are cosmetic only and do not impact or affect gameplay or player performance. Battlefield Mobile is being developed by Industrial Toys, the studio headed by Bungie founder and former CEO Alex Seriopian, which acquired in 2018. The open beta includes traditional Battlefield modes like Conquest and Rush and versions of existing matches such as Battlefield 3's No Shire Canals and Grand Bazaar. Uh, during an earnings call in May, EA CEO Andrew Wilson said that a Battlefield mobile game could be in line for a global launch later this year or in early 2023, depending on how testing progressed. We want to give ourselves the opportunity to ensure that the game has all of the soft launch and close beta that it needs in order to tune and balance. While having played the game, I can tell you that I think we're excited for the potential that it has, he said. 
EA confirmed on Thursday that Battlefield 2042 is coming to Game Pass Ultimate and EA Play subscription services soon, with free access periods on all platforms also planned for December. So this looks like the gameplay inside. Let me just mute that. I'm just going to move this again. I'm going to put... Uh, you, you won't be able to see this anyway. I'm just letting you know what I'm doing. What you're seeing on your screens then is some Battlefield Mobile beta gameplay. I'm just going to skip forward. Where's my headset? Is there someone talking over this? Oh, so you can listen to it as well. Okay. So this is obviously something that's been rendered out in-game. To advertise it. It does look like a mobile game, obviously, because that's exactly what it is. We see some actual gameplay. Oh, look at that. So you can see some visuals popping and stuff as you start to get closer. So here's the graphics and audio. Skip forward a little bit more. Here we go. This is what we want to see. What's it on here? 360. Okay, let's wipe that up. I tell you what, it looks great to be fair for a mobile game. I'm interested to see how many people can get on the map. I don't think it's going to be 64v64, do you? But my main question about this is can you play with can you play with a controller? You can do it now with on Call of Duty. That looked like an extremely short match. Extremely short match. Let's see. Let's have some more of this. Oh, nailed. Yeah, so that's just very a very narrow map. I might add. So it doesn't strike me as someone that's moving with a controller. It's definitely someone that's using them uh, their fingers on the screen. Yeah, it's definitely someone using their fingers on the screen, which doesn't bode well, in my opinion. Um, I know a lot of, obviously, mobile games nowadays, including the likes of PUBG and COD Mobile and stuff like that, obviously use um, your fingers on the screen rather than controllers and stuff. But Call of Duty Mobile, you can use a PlayStation 3 controller, uh, an Xbox controller, sorry, a PlayStation 4 controller, an Xbox One controller on there. Um, that just makes it so much easier, in my opinion. Like, I've played a lot more Call of Duty Mobile since you're able to do that than I ever have. You still have to use your fingers to obviously touch and navigate your way through the menu and stuff, but when you start getting into the gameplay itself, you can use a you can use a controller, which is obviously so much more versatile. Again, I'm not necessarily sure why they haven't been able to port these kinds of things um, over to Nintendo Switch, which I think would be a perfect home for them. Um, there was a game that we mentioned last week, and I can't remember what it was. I said that they would love to make a first-person shooter for the Nintendo Switch, and I can't I can't remember which one it was. It was a really, really popular first-person shooter game as well. Was it the Call of Duty? Was it Call of Duty that said they wanted to do that? Activision said that they would love to port over their Call of Duty games over to the Switch, um, which, again, there isn't that many first-person shooters on there, especially multiplayer ones. So you do things have, you do have things like Wolfenstein and Doom 
um, that are on there that are triple A FPS games that you would definitely say, okay, it's 50 quid, 100% worth that. Like I've got Black Ops Declassified on my, Nintendo, uh, on my PS Vita, which was a fantastic FPS game for uh, the, P- the PS Vita as well as, is it Killzone? Killzone was on there as well, which was also a very, very solid FPS on the on the console. So they do, ha- they do it is possible to have great experiences on the go. I just don't understand why it hasn't been fully utilized over on the Nintendo Switch yet. Um, but hopefully something like a Call of Duty or a Battlefield Mobile or a Battlefield Switch, if they wanted to change the name of it, would be more than capable of being put over there. Because you've got third-person shooters and battle royales already on the console. <laughs> on the console, you've got things like Splatoon. You have things like Fortnite that are readily available on there. You have things like Overwatch 2, uh, Vigor or Vigor or whatever you want to call it. We've got two more news stories left for you guys. Um, So I'm just going to bring this one up now. This also has something that I want to talk about as part of the adverts, believe it or not. Has anyone played Marvel Snap yet? Because it is actually a solid, solid game if you haven't. Um, but yeah, Fortnite signals shock early end and uh, to its third map. Chapter 3 finale live event is dated for next month. So Fortnite Fracture, Chapter 3 finale on December 3rd, which is actually Graham's birthday if you guys didn't already know, um, has been stipulated for that date. So Fortnite has stunned fans by singling an early end to its third map at the conclusion of its current season. Viral live event named Fracture is set to take place at 9pm UK time on the 3rd of December. Fracture was teased earlier tonight by developer Epic Games at the conclusion of Fortnite Champion Series, its first major in-person Fortnite competition for several years. A title card for Fracture appeared after the tournament's trophy presentation, simply listing the upcoming live event's date, time, and description, which is the Chapter 3 finale event. In each game, the chapter of Fortnite has so far concluded with a complete reboot of the Battle Royale's beloved island, after two years and ten seasons, the game original island got sucked into a black hole in October 2019, as if it was that long ago. After another two years, the time has divided into eight seasons. The game's second island was flipped over to reveal its current map lying underneath in December 2021. Each new chapter has also typically been staged around Epic to introduce major new gameplay mechanics such as Chapter 2's addition of swimming, boats, and other vehicles. Chapter 3, meanwhile, added the game's sprinting, mantling, and no-build mechanics. Tonight, Fortnite fans have many questions, as no doubt Epic Games intended. Why is Fortnite seemingly moving away from its third map so soon? Just after four seasons lasting only one year? And what does Fracture actually mean? Is there anything supposed to change that meets the eye? And what new additions will Chapter 4 bring? On the last question, we do have some ideas. Fortnite leakers are confident that December will see the long-awaited arrival of the game's Unreal Editor, which Epic boss Tim Sweeney previously promised would arrive at some point in 2022. Update Sweeney has now said that this slipped slightly to late January. Uh, so Dub Creative 2.0 by fans, the tool is expected to provide content creators with the tools to make Fortnite experiences that are far more advanced than its current creative modes can allow. Sweeney has also previously discussed the idea of content creators being able to monetize their work, something that is not currently possible within Fortnite itself. The addition of all this to Fortnite would likely be land well alongside brand new map islands to attract the attention. Perhaps if the title of this event, Fracture, is a nod to all to, uh, sorry, a nod to all of this, to Epic's handling of more Fortnite's reigns over to content creators and further lessening the importance of its own core Battle Royale modes. Earlier this year, Sweeney stated that 50% of Fortnite player time was taken up by creator mode experiences, which 
I never would have put 50% as that kind of number. That's huge. But anyway, that's not to suggest that Fortnite's own story is over. Far from it. Chats 3 saw the end of the game's villainous imagined order organisation, but overall leader Gino is still at large and seemingly waiting in the wings for a full and proper introduction. There's also the matter of the current season's uh, all-gobbling chrome goo <laughs> and the ap apocalyptic civilization behind it. Nothing led on the island by a character named Herald, which is ominously referred to as the Nothing. The timing of all this is interesting, with Fortnite's fracture event taking place just over a fortnight after the launch of Call of Duty Warzone 2.0. It doesn't feel like a coincidence, especially of the announcement of this news now, just a couple of days before Activision's revamp to Battle Royale mode launches. It's reminded me of when Epic offered a free Fortnite Battle Pass fans around uh, this time that Apex Legends first dropped. I don't think we need to read the rest of it. Uh, we kind of get the vibe. But yeah, it does seem quite strange that we are going to be getting a new Fortnite experience so soon. However, something that Fortnite does extremely well is to stay relevant. Staying relevant is obviously something that, as a live service game, you need to keep on happening, you need to keep on evolving, and that's exactly what Fortnite have always done. They have always evolved their content, they have always made you want to keep on logging back in daily to make sure that you are uh, getting that daily XP to have a look in, in the, the, the shop to see if there's a skin that you want to be able to buy, to go into all the creative suites to see if there's a new suite in there that is fun to be able to participate in. Like The amount of time that they take to be able to do this is insane and them handing their reins obviously this is all stat led stuff like 50% of their play base is playing in creative and 50% is playing in battle royale I imagine it's probably segmented more as well because of the no build so is it 25% in build 25% no build like those are the kind of things that they'll be looking at going okay let's focus our attention on this side and then we can move on from there so this is great news um I love the fact that Fortnite keep on changing the way that they want they want us to be able to play the game just so it stays relevant like sometimes they may change it so much that people go okay i don't want to play it this season i'll come back in the next one and see what end up changing them but yeah the fact that this uh, 2019 october 2019 when the when the whole world ended up watching this black hole for like three days that was that was genuinely one of the things that you'll end up talking about in 10 years time um lake says i had no idea that it's graham's birthday fair Ad says, uh, much needed this. Hopefully the game gets some more innovative features and Save the World could do with a huge update. I haven't played Save the World in probably around 18 months. It's been a long time since I actually played it. Um, but I, I don't know, do they still add stuff to it? Do they still add, add stuff to Save the World? Or is it just once you've finished it, that's it? Yeah, I'm not too sure. But anyway, we've got one more news story. For you today, ladies and gentlemen. I told you it'd be an, I told you it'd be a super fast one today. Um, but yeah, it's not it's it's not the biggest news day either, to be perfectly honest. Even if uh, even if Graham was here, it would be you know trying to dig into it a little bit more to make it sound a lot more interesting than it actually is. But here we go. Last new story of the day. It's been written on Gaming Ball by my mate Shubana Carr. See what I mean? Got it first time now. Done it first time. No Man's Sky will be a PlayStation VR 2 launch title. Now, I don't know if this has changed anyone else's perspective on wanting to get it day one if you are a massive No Man's Sky fan. This is obviously massive news. This is another launch game that's coming alongside it that may end up tipping the scale for people to want to buy it. But anyway, Hello Games has confirmed that No Man's Sky is free. PS3, by the way. PSVR 2 update will be available when the virtual reality headset launches. Another, another gesture of goodwill. Absolute legends over at Hello Games. As we move closer to PSVR2's launch early next year, we're beginning to get more details on its release at a regular clip. Its launch lineup, for instance, is starting to come into focus while it's while Horizon 
Call of the Mountain will obviously be the virtual reality's headset flagship launch title. It has been confirmed that another major game will also be available at play to players at release. As spotted by Eurogamer, an update description for No Man's Sky PR VR2 reveal trailer, Jesus, that was a mouthful, has claimed that it will be available in February 2023, which is when the headset itself launches. Developer Hello Games has also confirmed a follow-up statement that we will indeed launch title for the headset. Following No Man's Sky's pattern for handling updates, uh, its PSVR 2 version will be a free update for anyone who owns the game. As the aforementioned description, the game will leverage the hardware of the PlayStation 5 and the PSVR 2 to take the sense of immersion and unbelievability up a level. And the PSVR 2, as we covered two weeks ago, will be available on February 2022 and will cost $549.99, which is probably the same in pounds nowadays. Um, so yeah, the, the, the launch lineup is beginning to look a little bit more solid. Like That's two massive games that are going to be coming on the day of launch, around the window of launch, like Horizon Call of the Mountain and No Man's Sky. Like Say what you want about No Man's Sky, about how it launched. You cannot argue with how they've dealt with it since. Like The, the redemption song that they have ended up managing to be able to sing after that game launched, Like I didn't think there was any way back for it. No one did. No one thought there was a way back for them, but... Pff, they have turned it around something ridiculous um, and it almost makes me want to play it, but I don't want another game that's going to lose me for 200 hours. I don't have that time. Uh, it's bad enough I don't have time to play ESO anymore. So having another game that has that ability, but I mean, I would love to be able to just jump into the VR segments for a couple of hours just to see what it feels like because I imagine, if, I imagine it's stunning. I imagine it's going to look amazing. I know Precision ended up installing No Man's Sky in his PlayStation 5 and was mildly addicted to it for a number of t uh, for a small period of time. Until he said, I think he said he blew up his PlayStation several times because it was that powerful. Um, but yeah, this is definitely a game that you should be looking out for if you are looking at uh, getting a PlayStation VR 2, especially as a free upgrade. Like You're paying £550 for the, the, for the headset. If you already own this game, you've got an absolute blinding deal there. You've got the ability to be able to play this game on launch right away. Um, and you are good to go. It's just another game. Uh, and another uh, another item worth picking the headset up for if you are obviously a massive No Man's Sky fan. Will it be the only game that you want to pick it up for? Probably not. Um, you're probably going to be waiting for another couple of games to be joining this list as well to make it a worthwhile purchase day one. You might wait for another sale to happen with it and see if it comes down by 50 quid if no one ends up taking up on the offer. like There is several instances where you might want to wait for it, but that being the main one, the launch day lineup, it's got to be good. It's got to deliver. Otherwise, what's the point? Um, but that is it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining us on this episode of The Scoop. I know it was brief, but there is only one of us today, and the news wasn't that great. It wasn't that inspiring, so I do apologize for that. But if you want to help shape the four remaining shows this week, there's two ways you can do so. First of all, find us on social media. It is at Ice Cream Uploads across all major social media platforms, or alternatively, get involved with our Discord. If you're watching this on any of our on-demand services, go into the description below. All the links that you require will be listed there below. What I want from you is the URL plus your thoughts and impressions. We will then give you our thoughts and impressions on the very next show, which we don't know when it's going to be this week. So if you do obviously follow us on all of our social media accounts, get those notifications on. You will be notified when we are about to go live or if we are planning on dis uh, not doing it. Get involved in the Discord as well, because if we are seriously running late and we're in meetings, we'll just update the Discord and just say, we're not doing it today. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> and then you obviously know that you aren't going to be going live. Uh, on that day as well so again look after Graham this week if he does end up if he does end up finding time to be able to do the scoop this week as obviously I will not be joining him he may end up having a guest host alongside him I don't think on such short notice 
uh, that that will be the case. But do look after him, ladies and gentlemen. And I will see you all in a week's time. But as always, there's one thing that we want you to do. And that, my friends, is to stay frosty.